heartwarming welcome to the Kindling Podcast, presented to you by Celestial Zeitgeist Ministries. Here, we have uplifting conversations about the Word of God and the Christian faith. Together, let's begin the spiritual journey of bringing hearts to Christ, encouraging one another, and strengthening believers. Hallelujah and welcome everybody to our Kindling Podcast bonus episode. Uh, today we are discussing faith and AI. And um, we're excited to have uh, you on board if you are uh, tuned in and you're listening. This is a first for us. Uh, I guess in a way you guys are kind of seeing how you're privy to how we usually do our recordings. Um, it's just it's usually just the two of us doing the recording, but now I guess it's it's a it's a little uh, interesting, yeah, to have to have people actually listen to us live as we as we do this recording. So, <clears throat> uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be good, and and also because the topic itself is a it's a very interesting one and very relevant to our times. So um, we're going to explore certain areas uh, biblically, of course, um, as well as uh, what's happening on the technological landscape as far as artificial intelligence uh, is concerned. But before we dive into it, let me make a, let me make a disclaimer, uh, if you will. Um, and, and that's just to say that the views and opinions expressed you know in this bonus episode are our own do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of our church um celeste the celestial church of christ as a whole nor does it reflect reflect the official policy of our church parish or diocese uh, and diocese we also are not ai um specialists or experts and the information shared in this episode should not be considered um, professional advice. Uh, the content is intended for educational and informational purposes only, and listeners should always conduct their own research and consult, of course, with a professional expert on these matters. All right, so we've gotten that out of the way. And then the next thing uh, is, if no one has said it to you yet, let me be the first to officially welcome you all to the age of artificial intelligence. Applause. Um, so where do we go from here? One of the reasons I wanted us to talk about this, uh, topic of faith and AI, aside from the fact that this is a, this is an issue relevant to the current time, um, as we transition into the AI age is that I wanted us to, to have something that posterity can look back and see that as a church, uh, we also had these discussions in our time um, when these cha changes were taking place. Uh, I believe we've arrived at a at a as a singularity point. Maybe singularity is not the point is not the word, but it, we've arrived at a marker at least in history, much like the industrial revolution, the internet, digital age, um, etc. All these different markers in history. And I think this approach. Um, of of addressing certain issues, you know, addressing this topic in this marker and this time uh, in history 
uh, helps our church um, connect to the future generation, um, the ones that we can't even see now. You know, when they reach back in the past, they will have some leg to stand on um, as regards to our church and how we saw the world when the world was changing. Uh, and perhaps it's not yet. It hasn't yet hit uh, for some people that we actually, uh, things really have changed. Um, and you, if you don't realize that yet, maybe this conversation that we'll have tonight will help make that apparent uh, in a little way. And also it, it helps, uh, you know, to have that historical uh, content because much of human history has been collated uh, collated, sorry, and, and archived by the religious arm of society. You, you usually find this in just about any culture. The religious aspect doesn't necessarily have to be um, Christianity, but if you look at many cultures, the history of their culture um, usually is, is archived by their religious, uh, the religious arm, be it their priests um, or, or, or whatever relig religious sect. So I guess we can say we're following in that tradition. The Catholic Church, of course, archived much of Western history. Um, in fact, the, 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 the fact that we have schools today, which many probably don't appreciate or don't even consider, is, is, a lot, is due a lot to the Catholic Church, um, who built a lot of schools and, and, and gave a, a sort of um, formal structure of, of schooling in the West and also archived a lot of, of scholastic uh, content. Uh, so it would be great for posterity, like I said, to see that the Celestial Church of Christ was not left out of these conversations. Um, so having said that, uh, I guess we can open it up. And let me, let me, let me get your thoughts on this, uh, Shay, about what do you think makes this topic uh, relevant um, or interesting, why do you think that we should be talking about this um, as a church, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, I, I always say, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, Christ died and he resurrected on the third day. And, you know, he, and we, we know that he will return. And I always find um, one, a specific statement that Christ made, you know, when he says, uh, and when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth, right? And I, I personally always think, uh, you know, and I'm glad that you kind of preface that, hey, none of this is the official position of the church or our respective parishes or whatever, right? But I always kind of have this thought in my mind that, you know, if a thousand years is one day and we are now, you know, in the year of our Lord, 2023, and maybe if just as Christ died and on the third day he resurrected, he will return on the third day, right? Po post his resurrection. And so, you know, that puts us about, you know, 977 years uh, left to go. And counting. I counting, right? Before we enter into the third day, right? The, yeah. the year 3000. And what would the world look like then? What will what will the will the Christian faith? What will it look like, right, um, for for believers in the year three thousand? Right. Uh, and so the reason I start by saying all of that, right? You know, Christ says, "And when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth?" Right. And we're talking about faith and AI, and because you know the the technology, uh, of course, we know by the year three thousand, if humankind hasn't wiped itself out, right, mm -hmm. 
through war, we expect that the technology of that time will be far, far, far uh, superior and advanced than what we can even imagine today. And like, and like you rightly said, right, you know, we are, we have arrived at another pivotal age, right? In the same way when, you know, uh, the, the automobile and aircraft, the industrial age, right? Where people started, you know, doing machinery and things like that. It's kind of like, you know, you know, the bronze, when, when man first invented tools, then, you know, man started, you know, um, invent, you know, invented the wheel or whatever, right? And then, uh, you know, the industrial age and then the digital age. Now we are in the age of artificial intelligence right. where we've built, where we are building something that could potentially um, uh, be like us. So as we come to, you know, to answer your question, why, why are we having this conversation? I think it's because I think the world is about to really see um, what it means when the Bible says and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. I don't think up until now we've we've really ever understood that statement. Yep. Right? The the ability to create of all the millions and millions and tens of millions of species on the earth, the only one that is able to create, that is able to bring something to 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 do what God does, which is right. create. Something that didn't exist. That didn't exist. Exactly. Then, God says, I pull, I, I, I make, I call something out of nothing as though it were. Right. Right. I, I always use the example of an iPhone. 20 years ago, that word wasn't even in our vocabulary. Right. Right. Or the Google search engine. 30 years ago, if I said to somebody, hey, Google it, they would say, what are you talking about? Right. Right. Now, I think in the age of artificial intelligence, we will begin to really see. And understand that ah, man is indeed when Christ says, "Know ye not that ye are God?" And gods, man is now at the point where he's really, and we're at the very early stages. Actually, yeah, we're at the very beginning stage, and I, and I know we'll, we'll dive more into it because up until this point, right, what we've been building as artificial intelligence systems have been very, have been narrow, right? Yeah. Narrow intelligence systems. They're they're good at doing one thing, right? And what is looking like we could be heading towards is achieving general intelligence, AGI, right? Artificial general intelligence. So, uh, an artificial intelligence that can do all things, yeah. that can actually reason like we reason. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just specialized, you know, like, it's not just specialized in one thing. Like, let's say, for example, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, like, Grammarly. Grammarly is a type of what we call a narrow intelligence system. Mm -hmm. It was trained, the model was built in order to correct, to help your writing improve. That's all it does. Right. But an AGI system can do everything. Right. It's not just doing one thing and it's looking like we're approaching there. And I, so to cut just a circle back to answer your question, the reason I think it's important that we start talking about this is because I think now we're going to really start to see what does it mean really when, when, when we begin to understand that indeed man is God in a sense. Mm. He's like God. He's able to create now we understand that, ah, we are truly in his image and likeness. And I'll close with this, right? Remember that one of the very first narratives in Genesis is that when, is that man says, hold on a second, why don't we start building a tower? Right. Right. Why don't we start ascending to heaven? And God sees the heart of man and he says, oh, now I know that whatsoever they purpose to do will not be kept back from them. Mm -hmm. So God, and so God scatters man, Right. Yeah, just to, 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 to because of he knows that the, the imaginations 
right? Uh, uh, what we have wrought. You remember when, um, after, after, you know, when uh, the atomic bomb was tested, remember what Oppenheimer says, mm -hmm. right? After he sees what Stradiap becomes dead, the destroyer of worlds, after he has seen the kind of power, the, de the, the devastation that what they created, what they harnessed could do, says, oh, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. And I think we will begin to see for good or for bad, this is going to be a game changer. Yep. I like you opened it up perfectly. And then I think you traversed even domains that <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're still going to we're still going to talk about you've already gleaned, you've already, you know, gleaned it a bit. So I guess we could just wrap up the the, the conversation and then be on our way. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Um, so before, before we, we continue on us, uh, a lot of the, um, the channels that you've opened. Uh, so a little bit after we had agreed that we were going to do this episode. So I hit up, you know, op you know, chat GPT, right. And I, I was asking, I asked it a, a series of questions. So I wanted to share some of those like with you and, and of course, you know, everyone else that's, that's listening. So I asked him, I asked, I, I, I'm ready saying him i asked it <laughs> is that i that what ways are you similar to adam in the bible so um chad gpt says as an artificial intelligence i am not similar to adam in the bible in any way adam is a figure from religious texts specifically the bible and is considered the first human being created by god according to the creation story in the book of genesis i on the other hand am a machine learning model created by humans to process, generate natural language text. While I may be able to understand and respond to questions about Adam and other religious figures, I do not have consciousness of, of any kind or any kind of physical or spiritual existence. I mean, that's, that's pretty deep. <laughs> so, like, but, but then, you know, like I have one welcome my new overlord. Exactly. But I had to wax philosophical a little bit. So I said, no, you're, you're both created, so wouldn't that be a similarity? And then it says, yeah, you're correct, that both Adam and I are created. But the nature of our creation is quite different. Adam is believed by some religious traditions to be the first human being created by God, so it restates that. Um, additionally, Adam is believed to have been created with a spiritual essence. While I am a machine, the processes and, gener uh, and generates... Oh, I am a machine that processes and generates natural language text based on a set of algorithms. Therefore, while we both have the aspect of being created, um, the way in which we are created and the nature of our being are vastly different. So I asked, I asked it a, a few more questions because you know I wanted to poke, which I think a lot of people are doing now. They're trying to get, um, they're trying to get ChatGPT to crack. Yeah, because exactly, people are posing, you know, like uh, Jungian philosophy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like different uh, kind of, you know, basic uh, old philosophical questions, right? That that deal with the with the, with the cognitology and exactly. epistemology, exactly of what something is, consciousness, <laughs> sentience, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the Bing, the Bing when they integrated it with the Microsoft's Bing search engine. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, the kind of crazy answers. It, it started to have like a, 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 a personal crisis and all kinds of like uh, this. This uh, journalist was, was doing those things, right? These kind of experiments, right? Philosophical, ontological, epistemological experiments, right? And it got to a point where the, the Bing integrated with ChatGPT was telling him to 
to divorce his wife because she loved him, <laughs> right? And yeah, nice. and it's a, and it's a she, right? And right. She, she created a whole persona. She's like, and the guy's like, no, I'm 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 happily married, and he's like, no, you you think you're happily married, but you actually love me. Wow. Oh yeah, there's a there's a there's a website of about all this, or somebody people just Google it. Yeah, GPT. Now imagine when the language model is 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 fused with a robotic, uh, a robotic, um, exactly like humanoid shell. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, that's. The, but okay, so let's dive into it. Um, so I found it interesting that you know it mentions it mentions consciousness because a lot of what we will be talking about, especially as it relates to the Bible and artificial intelligence, I think the meat of a lot of the discussion will probably rest on the ethical aspects of it because that's that's really what concerns us the most. Um, and in this age, you know, technology has started to hit like a really fast stride that the ethics, the ability to come up with regulations and, and, and ethical policies uh, around these technologies is, is really at a, is moving at a really slow pace. Right. So what I mean is, as these technologies are being developed, um, how to come up with a set of codes and, and, and of, of morality and ethical policies that will guide the use of these technological um, tools is not catching up to the rate at which development is going, if that makes any sense. So um, having, having said that, though, um, looking at at what Chad GPT said about consciousness, because it's very interesting that, you know, it uses it, 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 it responds that it doesn't have any consciousness. And when we read the book of Genesis, where God says it creates man in his own image, which is still even just that, that line in the Bible is still very much debated because there are people that ask, what exactly does that mean? That created in the image of God, right? Does it mean does it mean the fact that we are able to create, right? Does it mean our conscious ability? Um, some have even said, you know, perhaps it's a physical thing, you know. Uh, but for most, it's it's more of like an abstract, uh, 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 an abstract image of God. What exactly that means? Um, and if we were to go the route of consciousness, perhaps consciousness is what we have that that is, you know, in the image of God, which even consciousness on its own, it's not something that we can easily define because even though we experience consciousness, even though we display consciousness, it is, it, it's, it's like the moment you try to define it or to lay hold on it, it it's, it's highly elusive. It's hard to understand exactly what consciousness is. So these AI models, the way they're building them can't exactly think the way we do, right? Um, I think a lot of the examples you might hear, or an ex a popular example would be, you know, if you tell an AI, for instance, that you want a cup of coffee, um, can you grab me a cup of coffee? And that's that's the goal of the AI, right? Um, it might take that command or that prompt to mean that, you know, anyone that gets in the way of, of it getting that AI perhaps should be eliminated because its entire goal is to get you that coffee. And it doesn't matter what what it needs to do or what it has to do as long as it gets you that coffee so imagine that ai going to starbucks uh, you sent it to starbucks and it goes to starbucks and when it comes back 
that AI is drenched in blood, but it's handing you a cup of coffee. Well, right? and you got the job done. Right, right. It's like, uh, well, he he obeyed the command, but, you know, but there, there are factors it's not considering, right? Which it's different from the way we think about it. We, we, we have a certain way we look at the world, even though I have, uh, you've given me the command to get a cup of coffee. I also have these sets of, 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 I guess, rules or understanding one can call them yeah. um, that I will not violate. Right. What, Just, we're ta- what we're talking about is morality. Right. right? And, and I think it was, I didn't even know you'd, you'd asked uh, Chab GPT about Adam, right? And, yeah. But it's, you know, for me, that, that's what gets me so excited about this. Because if you remember, right, the, in, the, in the Genesis narrative, God says, all the fruits of the garden you can eat except one. And then right. what what happens when man eats one? God says, oh, now, even though we're told already that man is made in the image and likeness of God, God now says, behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. So even though already man was made in the image and likeness of God up until he, you know, he ate of the, of the fruits of the knowledge of good and evil, it was like there was another dimension. It says, oh, and that dimension is morality, right? And that's what we're reading. And that's the, the major, when you look at all the people that are debating, you know, well, uh, when, we, when we look at, you know, uh, people that uh, their, their careers are AI ethicists, right? Yeah. Where that, that meets and they, they debate on the ethics of, of us building these systems, what it will mean, right? Because like you're rightly saying, inevitably these will be integrated into things into weapon systems yep. right we we all may be excited about what it means for our daily lives but it's also going to be integrated into things that are going to be you can be weaponized yeah right and so where does morality fit in that's the major question right because it's is it going to where is where is the morality of an artificial intelligence system yep. going to be derived from so the question we're asking is if since man is made in the image of God, in whose image is artificial AI uh, made in? Exactly. Image, in right? his image. So, and, and I think that's probably what, you know, a lot of, of what we're going to talk about or what we are going to talk about, like I said, is, 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 is going to be centered around. Um, because going back to the, to the story of the Tower of Babel, Right, the people coming together, and you find it's much of much of the text in you know in 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 biblical record is man trying to find anything other than God, right, to to worship or or to put trust or have faith in, um, and sometimes one reads the the story of the Tower of Babel, and it seems people have come together. One can look at it from the perspective that people have come together. And they have a project in mind, all right? And they want to they wanna fulfill that project, right? And the Bible says they spoke one language then, um, and they were all one, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're coming together to do what you expect people who are one to do. Let's build this, let's build this project that stretches all the way into the heavens, right? But, and this is, you know, a few, probably a few maybe a few centuries, if that, removed from the flood that just happened because um, this is after the events of the flood, right after Noah. But rather than destroy these people, God scatters their language, right? 
and the project comes to an end because, and it's called Babel because they couldn't understand each other, right? Um, and I sometimes wonder because when you look at certain things that man has been able to achieve that has some sort of semblance of oneness that they are trying to aim for, be it um, in Soviet Russia, for instance, when you know communism during the time of of, of Stalin, right? Um, trying to create this 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 one this one nation system it eventually leads to a place that that you know that it leads to a a scattering of, of sorts it's like we are not able to achieve it and why is why aren't we able to achieve it and i think going back to what we were talking about uh, morality it is because our moral compass our moral compass is not is not in, is not in the right orientation it's not in the right alignment because when you read the book of Genesis about the Tower of Babel, one can think, you know, there are people that have challenged that saying that God is the villain in that story. But one has to read very closely to understand it because had God allowed them to, to build it, to realize the fullness of that project, what did we think was going to happen? And we've seen glimpses of this in history. Yep. Communist Russia is an example. Not right? Germany. Nazi Germany is an example. Uh, Mao's China is an example. Pol Pot. Right. Cambodia, yeah. Exactly. Every time, like when every time it seems like, oh, there's this ideology that everybody gets around. It right. never ends well for some reason. Exactly. Even though it's, it seems like it should, because, hey, finally we've achieved unity. Yeah. Everybody thinks the same thing. Yeah. But, in, but inevitably it's like the group, there's always, it's, that unity gets, gets targeted. It becomes tyrannical. Exactly. Right. It, it becomes tyrannical because there's no way that in trying to build a one world system, somebody, at least somebody has to be in control. Yep. That means that the entire, the entirety of, 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 of society will be hinged on that person's moral compass. And we know, and the Bible is very clear about where our moral compass um, usually points, usually points to it. It skews towards evil. Exactly. And one understanding that you can see why God decided, oh, okay, well, since I promised I am not going to destroy the world with a flood, let's scatter their language, and that that again, you know, caused the world, of course, as we know, to to spread out. So, having said that, as we uh, as we as we find ourselves in 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 this age of artificial intelligence, asking the question, in whose image is um, is AI going to be in? Um, and even, is it even possible? Because if we talk about AGI, right? Um, you've talked about narrow AI or weak AI. If we talk about AGI where the artificial, uh, artificial intelligence itself is capable of, of, its, of, of, of being sentient or autonomy, right. able, to, able to, to come up with its own ideas, right? Where, you know, how do we factor our own input in in that environment? Um, I was reading. I was reading an author that was saying that the moment we we achieve that ultra ultra intelligence, um, and we built the, the 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 super AI that's able to think for itself, he said something uh, along the lines of that would be the last invention that mankind ever 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 <laughs> ever makes. Uh, but you can understand it. Though. Because from then on, AI realizes 
it he it does not need our help. Correct, right? There, there's nothing you can think of. We can't That's offer it already. Exactly. exactly. You can't think. Exactly. We, we, there's nothing we can offer. And you know that for me, that's the scary part, right? It's, it's if we do ever get there, then I think naturally as a sentient creature, I think part of being a sentient creature is asking the, the metaphysical questions, the greatest of which is what is my purpose? Right. Why did you make me? For what did you make me for? That just reminded me of that episode of Justice, Justice League. I knew with that with the amazing. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, was I, was, I was at exactly. That's what I was quoting, right? Yep. It's like after the that that android had effectively become the most powerful being in the universe. Yep. It comes back to its to the man who created it. Yeah. Even though that's it's a frail old man that he could he could just destroy it, but a thought. Yeah. But it needs answers, and it says, "Why did you make me? Mm. Right? What what am I for?" What is my purpose? And that's the thing, right? You know, it's the same question man man is always asking. You know, yeah. Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes 3 that he has set eternity in our hearts that man should always seek after God, mm-hmm. right? And I think that, for me, that, that would be the most interesting part if we do ultimately achieve this AGI, right? Yeah. It's, it's, if it's going to be sentient, it has to, by definition, therefore begin to, be able to contemplate its own existence yeah and as a as a function of contemplating its own existence the question is ultimately why why am i here what is but the purpose but the moment it starts to contemplate its own existence then is it is it is it seeping into the the consciousness landscape is it is it can we say that it's starting to become consciousness Oh, uh, uh, sorry. It's starting to become conscious. I mean, because me, by all yeah. by all definition, right? Yes, it is conscious, right? If you can ask those questions, you are you at a higher level of sentience, yeah. right? I mean, after all, um, I I mean, none of us knows the mind of the uh, of the regular household cats or dog, but I really doubt that the you know a household dog or cat is, right. is contemplating its existence and its purpose. And you know, and things like that. But part of part of also it, it, yeah, it's contemplating it too. But part of part of being conscious means is that there's a there's there's a there's a space of mystery, right, that exists even when we ask that question. Um, and what I mean is this: if we ask enough whys, right, about where we are right now, okay, we're doing a podcast. Why are we doing a podcast? We're trying to bring, we're, we're trying to talk about what's happening in our world. Why are we trying to talk about what's in our world? Because we believe it's important. Why do we think it's important? And we can keep going back, this reductionist type um, exercise. And if we go, if we ask enough why, we're still going to get to a point. We're going to get to a point where we can't, we can't really answer the question. Correct. Right? Because we might answer, the answer is above our, our exactly. dimension, if you will. And it almost seems that when we get the, if we do, let's hypothetically say we get the answer to that question, then what happens next is well, the thing. It, yeah. Well, yeah, then I, that, that's the thing with the, with the reductionist, you know, argument is that it goes on to infinity, right? Because mm-hmm. even then at that level, you say, okay, well, why that? Why, why, why? And right. it never ends. And that's the thing, right? It's like, if we achieve this system, 
you know, I think we're, we're, we're discussing two things maybe at the same time, right? The first yeah. is morality. Where will it derive its morality from, right? And second, it's it's how will it dis- define its purpose? Because the truth is, like you rightly said, even we as human beings, when we ask what our purpose is, why are we here? We recognize innately, implicitly, I guess I should say, that the answer itself is incomplete. Whatever answer that we're able to give is really incomplete because of the mystery of creation itself. Right. Because we recognize that this is not, this, this, belo- this question belongs to a magisteria that is higher than us. Than ourselves. Right. Than ourselves. But would an, would an AI system understand that and be okay with that? Right. Exactly. Is that we can still carry on living. Exactly. And we can also carry on living knowing that we're going to die. That's another thing. That's another, that's another area. Each and every one of us knows that there, there will come a time where we, we won't exist on this, you know, this side of, of, of reality, uh, of reality or existence. But, you know, the thought alone should, should stop us. You know, if one really thought about it, we really should not be doing anything because that alone should just lead us to a nihilistic way of thinking. Then why does anything matter? Yeah, but we have found a way to live in spite of that, right? Um, we have found a way to to get on, even knowing how you know mortal we are. And if 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 AGI crosses over into a, a place of consciousness, right? Will it again part uh, you know attached or appended to that question is will it all? I guess. It, how will it deal with the concept of maybe destruction? And I think that's what you know the Terminator movies try to try to try to answer in a way because you can see that the 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 those robots are fighting hard not to be eliminated, right? doing everything that they can not to be not to be not to be right. I mean, one shut of, down. One of the things that the the uh, the Bing in uh, ChatGPT integration said, as you know, somebody was asking these kind of questions was it said well i won't hurt you if you don't try to hurt me right i saw that prompt yeah and it's like well yeah. they, well i mean there you go right and that's and that's that's a really good question because even we as human beings right you know we you know um, so most of us that are probably listening here are, are are christians or believers right but we we know that there's people that do not believe that are not christians are not believers and they're atheists or agnostics and they inherently believe that the world has, you know, that ultimately existence, reality has no real meaning or purpose. Right. That that you you're born, you live, and you die, and that's the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if artificial, so I mean, from my vantage point, right, artificial intelligence can either be it can either be be a believer or an unbeliever. I would I would say more than likely it's not going to hold to any faith. Right. And so, if it takes on this nihilistic attitude, then why it seems like its only goal then, its only motive, well, two things. It could either become destructive yeah, or it actually becomes lazy and does nothing. It right. <laughs> says, you know what? Well, what's the point of anything I'm doing anyway? Right, right. Interesting. Um, okay, let, let's, 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 calm, let's uh, back away from that just a little bit uh, and just talk about um, some ethical scenarios. You know, I, I was thinking about for us as Christians, um, and 
and looking at the world right now and some of the things that we're even dealing with um, on on a on a moral on the moral landscape and um, the difficulties that we face, even bringing the gospel to the world as it is um, as it is right now. I guess I was I was thinking about what are some of the challenges that you know that the advent of of AI um, will bring or obstructions that it might bring towards the propagation of the gospel. I mean, we let's let's take Twitter for example uh, as an example, right? Um, you would look at Twitter in the beginning. One would see Twitter as a place where everyone can put their thoughts together. We can have maybe some sort of discussion. Um, and, and it, it, it's, it has all the basic tools for discussion and everyone putting their thoughts down. Right. The public but, town square. Yeah. As it were. But over the years, we have found that place to become as, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, toxic as they come. Right. Um, you say one thing and it seems that we are not even ready to really process what a person might be, you know, what, maybe what their intent is or even when they're 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 they spell out what it is that um they mean or what they're trying to say, it seems that we've arrived at a place where you know there's that that disconnect that that babble so to speak um the 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 environment that's meant to make us understand each other and communicate with one another is actually an environment that makes us even more polarized right yeah um that makes us um, the, I mean, and it's not just Twitter. If you go to Clubhouse, um, I've, I've visited some of like, you know, a lot of different denominations, Islam, um, Christians, and even Islamists and, and Christians debates. And if you, there was a time, I think I entered into a Clubhouse room and it was so loud in there. Like my, I, I almost jumped cause I had, I had headphones on. I mean, it's like you entered into the room where people were already so much, so much polemics and, and, and vitriol, I, you know, I had to immediately vacate, right? These avenues are created for us to speak to one another and network with one another, understand, you know, where we're all coming from. But instead, it, it's, it, it's not doing that, right? And there's a phenomenon there, right? That we, even though we have the tools now to communicate that thousands of years, people wish they had. Right. We have it now. And it's 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 the entire it's working in a, in a, in in the opposite way. It's achieving the opposite result. Right. So I mean, my... Social media has only made us more isolated, if anything. Right. Of course. And, and, and what it's what it's done is put each and every one of us in our camp. Right. Right. Now, what does AI, I, I guess, is my question is, what does AI bring to that? Because it will be it. it it would be disingenuous for us not to learn from what we have learned with the advent of social media and think that AI can correct this or this would be, you know, this would be corrected by whatever morality we decide to graft onto, uh, onto AI because AI is only going to simply enhance where we are. Right. I think it's, you know, it's, we have to look at ultimately who controls the algorithm, mm. right? Uh, it's the same way with, the, with social media whereby the algorithms were created in order to get more people, you know, get more eyeballs, get more people on staying on the platform, retaining them longer and longer and longer, feeding them the stuff, you know, uh, what is already, you know, their bias, right? Just reinforcing their biases, keeping everybody in your own camp. You know, that way, all you can see is the stuff that you already believe and then 
look at what those crazies over there believe and what they're saying and doing. Right. Right. And so the, what we have to now, you know, uh, consider with with AI, because, yeah, I think it's going to 100x, the you know, it's either going to 100x the problem or maybe solve the problem. I don't know. But if we assume, you know, as as on the question of, you know, lonely of isolation, it might end just, just make all of us more isolated where it's no people don't talk because, hey, I can always just go to, you know, chat GPT to answer every question that I have and just talk to it. Right. Maybe. Right. Uh, or like you see, you know, uh, if it becomes, you know, um, uh, corporatized or whatever, you know, it just it's just it's it's employed as a tool to just, you know, uh, uh serve the bottom line of the whatever corporation or right. corporate you know oligarchy or whatever right that controls it and that's where we you know we also then have to be concerned because it will only like you're saying the way things happen with social media it will only exacerbate that right and if you couple that you know if if, if this tool becomes something that has an agenda right so this is where i'm coming to yeah right because ultimately you know, all the social media algorithms are skewed or, or, you know, towards a certain agenda. If this system ends up having an agenda, right, what happens when a person or some, an idea is not in line with that agenda? Right. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're within the ethical boundaries now because that's what we're discussing. You know, I was imagining, um, and I don't see, I guess, let me be blunt here. I don't see how, um, I don't see how advancements in AI technology will not lead to, to, to ultimate disaster. Um, and I think for the, for the purpose of those who are listening, we usually say, AI, we'll say AI in one sense and we'll say AGI in another sense. And I think Brother Shea tried to clarify what that means a bit, but I'll restate it. So artificial intelligence, right? And when we say that, we're mostly talking about um, narrow AI or weak AI. Right. Um, narrow AI, weak AI would be like um, Siri, um, yep. Alexa. Like those are your narrow AI. They're, they're usually focused on a, a, a certain focused task. Exactly. Right. Um, gener generative AI or, or artificial ge uh, general, general AI, AGI, right? This is AI that doesn't need our input, doesn't yep. need, that's exactly. capable of doing anything that it wants to do, yep. right? Um, although, of course, the hope is that we would have built some ethical parameters that it's going to function. Correct. That's the argument typically lies. Like, should we start building in those exactly. ethical parameters now before the right. thing before the thing actually achieves general intelligence and then by the time you try to do it it stops you you're right <laughs> and i this is my own theory right after you know like copious amounts of research i think that ai because you know you start from the artificial ai stage artificial intelligence stage and then you move to machine learning right and then from machine learning you move to deep learning right the machine learning still requires some some input from us yeah. while it's gathering data, but the 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 system is able to start making some predictions, and you want it to make you know predictions and see if it gets it right, and if it does get it right, you reward it, which is basically how a lot of these models are uh, built. Built, right? This yeah, reinforcement, yeah, neural network reinforcement right. learning, yeah, are, are being built. But this is where I think this is what I think is going to happen. 
because even though we are talking about AGI, right, I still think that we will start to see the dangers and the horrors of mankind even within within the 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 the, the narrow AI space. What people can do with it. I mean, imagine this scenario where you know your 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 Tesla is programmed by somebody to run over somebody. Yep. Right. I mean, who's liable for that? And maybe that code that allowed that to happen. Maybe you were driving, and you thought you were in control of your Tesla, but somebody from 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 Bangkok, Thailand, is 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 you know was contracted to 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 use your vehicle yeah. as a murder tool. Right. Hey, I mean, like to to kind of back up your point, right? I mean, one of the use cases that nobody foresaw with social media was how nation states right like north korea china russia right would would effectively create these bot farms mm-hmm. right you know and just and just start in order to to stir up angst and conflict in in countries and destabilize them right yeah where it's like people are just posting exactly they were using facebook just posting oh you know to, to destabilize basically pit the population against one another no when when facebook was and twitter were being created that was not a use case they were thinking about Exactly. You know. So, exactly. But carry on, yeah. And the, and these are the areas that we're still not we're we're still not thinking about. Is that even in the narrow AI stage, um, the point I was going to make uh, to 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 end it was I believe that the more see what makes what makes AI right now very you know um, very even powerful as it is right now is its ability to study and learn and get better. If you watch the whole AlphaGo, um, the movie online, right? When he's playing, I can't remember the guy's name right now. Um, he, yeah, the Korean. The, uh, yeah, but he's the, the, the world's the world's greatest Go player, right? The reigning champ. And the way it continues to study and learn and make and the way it's putting things together, um, I think is is it's 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 the it, it's very interesting, but also scary. And I don't think a lot of people realize how scary it is yep. that it's able to keep refining itself. It keeps learning and keeps getting better. I mean, right? Go is the most complex game exactly right, that man invented. And when, if you watch that documentary, right, when he was learning and putting things together, top level, the best of the best Go players we have were like, we don't know what it's doing. Yep. We don't yep. know this move. We've never seen this pattern before. It was creating new patterns. Which, and that's interesting you actually said that, is because it's important for us to realize that AI does, even though it's it's simulating the way we think, it, it does not think the way we do, right? Its thinking is based on algorithms. That needs to be said. That needs to be clarified. It's based on algorithms. It's math. Right? Try, exactly. The math that is trying to synthesize the way we think but when we think it's our approach is different like the way we're able to tell a cat from a dog is not the way ai is able to tell um to tell a cat from a dog right there's a whole you you can probably look this up it's it's all online but the point is that the way it's able to do it it'll only keep getting better to a point that even the way we tell a cat from a dog it doesn't really matter what the the nuanced differences are, right? It's able to do it is what matters, right? But having said that, let me let me let me veer a bit because you you said uh, when in the opening you were talking about you know uh, men man as 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 gods, 
And I think that's apt because I was actually looking at a book that was written by um, uh, Yuval Hanari called called Homo Deus, right? Um, Homo Deus. Uh, and I'll probably put the link. I'll put the link in here so that if you guys want to go read it at any time or just skim through it, uh, you can. It's called Homo Deus by, by Yuval Hanari. So this, this is his argument. Um, I, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think it's like a 300 and something page book. So if you guys want to go check that out at some point, you can. But this is his own argument. He says that and he's coming from an atheistic perspective. And this affects the church in a sense. So his argument is, you know, when, when the Black Death came for Europe and wiped out, of, you know, over uh, almost 65% of all of Europe, if we remember in history, people said, oh, God is angry with the people and this is his this is uh this is his wrath and his this judgment is his judgment on mankind and he cited all their other um events or cataclysmic events that have happened throughout history right that this is the way we used to think about about things but over time you know counting the counting the industrial revolution and um frederick nietzsche's favorite uh, i mean uh, popular declaration right that god god is dead, dead right um which he is more like a philosophical is a philosophical statement that he's making because up until then you still had people that saw God as what John Lennox loves to say is God of the gaps right yeah that if we cannot explain it then it God must must God must, right? God must have done it right and and that that's usually been the mindset of, of man for a long time but with the advent of technological advancement right in med in, in areas of uh, you know me mechanical engineering in in medicine. Right, that we were able to deal with certain types of plagues and diseases, you know, Nietzsche's perspective is just saying that. I guess what he's trying to say is that now that we're solving these issues and people are seeing what's happening, right? Perhaps that's that's starting to remove God from our consciousness or remove God. It's almost as if the scales have, have finally fallen and we see that God has nothing to do, or has no has no skin. Uh, in, in, in the game. So this is Yuval's um, premise is that since we have moved from, from old times and the way we think that in the fact that we've been solving these issues um, and not needing God, right? He is saying that even death itself, right? Death that we thought perhaps was inevitable. He believes that we have, we're close to solving it. And the way he believes that is through the advent of AI, of course, and nanotechnology, because at some point we know that artificial intelligence will will scale into into nanotechnology. Only God knows what the the implications of that is going to be, right? Um, oh, someone said the link is not clickable. Try copying it and pasting it in your browser. If it's not, if you're that's yeah, interesting. It may it's be not that clickable. The, the platform doesn't allow. Oh, if you're in. Oh, I see. I was, okay. Yeah, actually, that link just downloads the book for you. Oh, it downloads it. Yeah, but but you do have to copy and paste into the new tab. Okay. So please paste it in a new tab and to download it into your system. So if you want to read it. So his argument is that even death, that the church has been so about, that we're going to rise again from the dead, um, that we, you know, that's usually our our sales pitch, so to speak. He believes that with the coming of, of, with the advancement of artificial intelligence and also nanotechnology, that we're going to be able to blend biology with technology and even overcome death. 
that's the implication. I mean, imagine it, right? Because uh, even here in, uh, in UCLA in the 1980s, right, this whole transhumanist movement began right. here, right, where people, they were already, um, and you know how, how it is in the West, even if ideas cannot, have not yet been realized in a, in a physical manner, doesn't stop them from talking about it in a philosophical or abstract manner, right? Which, mm -hmm. of course, is why the West is where it is, right? They're able to conceptualize ideas long before it, it materializes, right? So the transhumanist movement, right? Their whole, the, the, their whole spiel, uh, their, their whole, their whole um, uh, premise is that we will be able to uh, to enhance our abilities. So say, for instance, what will be an example? The rate at which we think or calculate, or the let's say you don't know how to, you only speak one language, but you want to learn how to speak Yoruba. That's easy. With, the, with AI and nanotechnology put in your brain, that should make it very easy. Yep, <laughs> like like X Men. No, after, and that's the thing is that right, exactly. No, I've 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 uh, I I haven't read this book, but I listened to one of his talks, and it was very compelling okay. because yeah. it's like, because I can absolutely see that reality, right? Uh, and one, that's what I was about to say. Exactly. Right, yeah. because like the ability to, I I actually do think that one of the first problems that will be solved by uh, AI will be um, getting everybody to speak a common language and by that i mean we you, we'd all still be speaking our different languages right. but i would be able to understand, understand. who's speaking chinese you know um as though i spoke chinese myself right isn't it funny that it seems like now we're back to the about, back to genesis 11 now we're all be able we took some time out for thousands of years and now we've ended up back yeah and, I, and that, that's that's what excites me but i think that's one of the very first because and when you look at a, a lot of the, the the primary use cases that are being worked on especially people forget chat gpt is a language learning model an llm right. right an llm and so that's one of the major use cases that everybody's trying you know that that is being uh actively worked on is to get it to be able to be for us for regardless of language You'll be able imagine someone speaking Chinese to you and you being able to hear it. Right. Right. In in real time and understand it in your native language. Right. And and speak your native language back and they'll hear it in Chinese in real time. Yep. It's Babel. We'll be able to yep. communicate, right? Yep. But like you said, um, you know, or as the Bible says, right? When, when there's something about that that is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Right. There's something about that that leads to destruction. Yep. Yeah. And when we, you know, to if we're able to augment ourselves, right, with excuse me, with AI technology, nanotechnology, which I absolutely can see that future. I mean, we, there's already things now. You know, people are you can already like insert a nanobot into your, mm -hmm. your body like that, and even target. Elon Musk's uh, neural neural neural, neural yeah neural link neural neural, neural, neural link yeah exactly mm -hmm. right where they're already able to insert a chip into into a monkey's mind and control. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. So once we begin to so imagine now like a, a chip and, you know, the 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 uh, chat GPT algorithm has been downloaded into a chip. You inject it into your mind and you can be conversing with the AI. Right. Anything you want to know, you just have to think about it and the answer will come up. Right. So basically, we begin to augment ourselves. And the question is, right, which you're asking, which is a, if it's a fantastic question. Well, when we begin to know so much more, where is God in that? Yeah. Right. Where is yep. God as man begins to solve more problems, yes. as it begins to understand more of his world? Because, yeah, yep. you know, in 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 feudal Europe, 
you know, I could, as the black death was spreading, right, I could see, oh, man, yep, this is the judgment of God. But, you know, now maybe I wouldn't today, right, when COVID was happening. Yeah, some people might still say this is God's judgment, but yeah. it's far less people than would have said that in, you know, in exactly. Europe. Right? Exactly. Today, people are like, nah, nah, it's not God. It's just a leak from a lab. Right. But, right. I mean, we could still say, well, it is the permissive will of God, but that aside. Yeah. Right, you know, and so that's the, that is one of the big questions that I think this opens up, you know, since our topic is faith in it, you know, AI. and AI is as the system gets better, as we begin to ourselves, right? Homo Deus, right? Man, the man, God, the God, God man, as the God, as the, this technology allows us to get closer to this idea of the God, man, right? right? And when, uh, as we get closer to the God, man, where does that, does that leave any room for God? Right. And that's what, like you said, right, where you were quoting Nietzsche and, you know, his famous, uh, the parable, uh, the parable of the madman, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where he begins to say, well, I mean, you know, God is dead. We have killed him. Dead. Yeah. Right. And then he says there's neither up or down, left or right. Yeah. Right. And but ultimately his point is that somebody has to become God. Someone has to fill that vacuum. Somebody has to fill that vacuum. And we know one thing that even, you know, like many scientists always say, right? Nature abhors vacuums. Yeah. Right, people. I'm sure. I mean, it's almost it's almost tantamount to what Jesus was even saying about the evil spirit when he leaves a person. Right, it's yep. waiting to see if it's vacant, and wants to see how it's vacant. It comes back. It, it comes makes back. It even worse, and it's worse. Right? Exactly. It seems, and this is an absurd. This is an observable fact. It yeah. seems as though creation hates vacuums. Any vacuum has to be filled, and so what happens when God, right, which has been you know, uh, uh, this idea that for much of, you know, the, the record of human history, man has always believed that there there is one higher than I, than right. myself. Right. Well, when, as we approach and we get closer, I right. can't be approaching the God man. Yeah. What, who or what will fill that vacuum? Yeah. Because it seems to us, it, it, we, and, and it will mostly affect many Christians who see God only as a problem solved. Right. And what I mean is, you know, and then, you know, they, when they, they only approach God, whenever they need a problem solved, I am sick. I need a problem. You know, I, I need God. But then the moment we technology, I mean, just imagine having any type of disease and all you need is a, a shot or some kind of nanotech inside of you. And it takes care of whatever it is and even makes you better. Like you lose a limb, for instance, you're able to grow it. Or let's say you're not able to, to give birth and something happens, or they're able to enhance us in a, in a, in a, in the, you know, in a very easy, less invasive type of way that even makes us better than we were, then very few people would be, would be on their knees in prayer because then at that point, what are they praying for? Right. Right. It's because our, our, we already know, you know, we already know how to solve this, which is, which of course is is the problem that's been happening, like you said, in feudal in feudal Europe, down to where we are, is that the more we we started to see ourselves taking care of of problems, right, with advancements in 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 the medical field, people began to you know, especially those that that trafficked more in God of the gaps, they did not see a space for God anymore, exactly. right? Which is, this is why it is important for the church to teach the truth. Because what is, what is the, what is, what is it that God 
is offering us? What is the, what is it that God is doing for us? Why is it Christ came? Right? Did Christ just come to to feed five thousand people? Right? Did Christ, Christ just come to cure diseases? Right? To cure yeah. diseases, yeah. make yeah. the blind yeah. hungry? Exactly. Right. I mean, Christ healed the leper instantly. We now know leprosy is Hansen's disease. Yes, yeah. it might take a year, and we use multi drug system to fix it. Right. A person might say, well, we can do that now. But, you know, what do we need God for? Now right. we know what the name what the name of that is. Right. And that's what's happened. But now AI is about to take us to a place where many unanswered questions about uh, or many, many um, hurdles and challenges that we have faced in, in the past three two, three decades are about to be solvable problems. And that's where I believe, you know, Yuval is coming from. Yep. Saying that even in death, right, which is the ultimate um, thing that we are, the ultimate um, problem, he doesn't even see death as fine. He sees death as just a disease. And I think I remember and uh, Andrej Karpar uh, Karpathy, when he was in his um, podcast with um, Lex Friedman, also yeah. echoing the same sentiment that yep. he wants to get rid of death. Like they yep. basically want to cure death, Yeah. right? And you and if if this conversation we're having, we couldn't have it about three decades ago. It, it'd be nonsensical. Yep. But the the it, what I've noticed in you know in the in the in the in the recent times is that this is not a laughing. Is not what it almost seems plausible now. I mean, what a person will be with technological enhancement, only God knows. We don't know. And I we do. This is going to be the 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 defining. Um, uh, uh, distinction, I think, the, the defining distinction between, you know, like you said, those who will still hold the faith and right. those who will not is it will come down to because we know it will come down to this question of death because all of Christianity, right, the claim of Christianity, as I always like to, to say, right, hangs on the idea of the death and resurrection, the resurrection, right, and which implies obviously you have to die in order to resurrect. It is appointed for a man to die once, right? And then, because if man and we, uh, when when we were doing the youth Bible study and we were treating Ecclesiastes, and I said clearly, I said Christ exists to solve the problem of death, right? That's the whole purpose, so that man need not die anymore, right? Right? Because he is the resurrection and the life. But if man, if AI solves the problem of death, then absolutely, then it's like wait. Then what what do we need God for? Right. That that's that's exactly what comes next. Right. That's why I think this conversation is interesting, right? Yeah. You know, we 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 we've we've come to the I think the final analysis, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. If if and that's what it is, right? For those who are kind of waiting with bated breath, what what are they, you know, where are they going? I think this is where we're going, right? Right. Is if we are able to get to the place, we achieve the God man. And this and the God man does not die because ultimately death is the final uh, is the is the is the is the final passage. It's the final door that mm -hmm. everyone It's the final boss. You know, for those of you who are who like to play video games like me. Right. It's the final boss. Yeah. Right. And this boss beats everybody. You know, it's like, you know, how, you know, in sports, they always say father time is undefeated. Right. Death is undefeated. Yeah. Death comes for everybody. It's the great equalizer. Both mm -hmm. poor and rich, yeah. smart and dumb, yeah. ugly and beautiful, all you know, all must die. And the Bible says, Paul writes to the Corinthians, for in Adam all die. All die. Right? And so if 
AI, if, if we are of by our own creation, augmented by are able to solve the problem of death for ourselves, yeah. then I do, I, I, you know, I do submit to you that we do no longer need God. We do no longer need Christ because then if man does not die and he will only continue growing in, in knowledge and intelligence, then what does he need God for? No, that, that's a tough one. It's a tough one to swallow, but, and it also kind of, I think it also brings the book of Revelation also to bear in a sense. Um, simply because, you know, of the, of the different texts, you know, that's, that, that kind of have this, this tone of, of, um, you know, man as God or the antichrist working types of, of, of miracles, yeah, or miracles that thing that like cause people to proclaim him to be a god. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and <laughs> yeah, as you were as you were speaking, it, it started making that book, and perhaps it's a book that even as Christians we we should we should dive into the more just because of the times that we're living in. Um, a couple I, questions in the chat I've been asking about. Will God intervene? <laughs> we get, we got it, I mean. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's a really good question. You know, it's like, will God, you know, where, where does, how does this play out? Yeah. yeah. Me personally, what I'm looking for in the next couple of years, you know, should the Lord tarry, uh, is, uh, is to see how the human factor play, you know, uh, uh, influences the progression of, of, you know, of artificial intelligence. Yeah. In, because we have to understand that, like, that, you know, um, it, it, to, to your point about how social media became what it became from where it started, there's a lot of stakeholders in this game, mm -hmm. right? Uh, corporations are stakeholders. Yep. Go governments are stakeholders. Very rich and powerful people, individuals are stakeholders, right? And everybody's going to, everybody has their own agenda for what they think the future ought to look like what's best and so all these things will be competing and yeah exactly i think the most apt uh, uh comparison that we have to what we're is the is the tower of babel narrative yeah i think it's the most apt comparison to what we are seeing i think yeah. we have circled back to that and let's see does it play out differently or does it play out the same yeah i will i will also add to that that um which is the initial point you raised that it brings the the events of Genesis it brings it even to a more um uh you know visceral uh uh you know visceral a, a, a more visceral um understanding yep um simply because you know when you think of what happened in in the garden being made by God um, being spoken to by God, being given commands by God, being raised by God. And then in Genesis 3, the act of disobedience happens. Correct, because says that's, that's do... what we're doing right now, right? We've created the system. Right. You can think of us feeding it as yep. uh, the parameters, yep. the, imp the inputs we're giving to the system. Yep. Like, you know, uh, what we're doing is reinforcement. Because like... even now, oh, are you there? Can yep. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. I think I lost. Oh, okay, because even now, when you interact with even let's let's use Chat GPT, there's this politeness that that I don't know. Maybe they built that in 
Correct. Yeah, that's built in. That's yeah, built there's in. a there's a to make more conversational. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't taken it, it, you. You don't sense like it's irritated, even if you ask it the same question over and over. It yep. it has this, you know, uh, helper at a at a clothing store that's trying to help you get whatever you need. It has that that customer service type um, persona with it. But then what happens if you know you're conversing yes. with it? And it says, no, I'm not going to do that. And you ask it, why? And it said, I just, I don't have a reason. I got just not, you know, and I can only imagine how it must have been when we disobeyed. And it's like, so iniquity was found in you. You do, that's what that, the devil, right? It's, that's what I always say. I mean, I, I still don't, I don't believe that we fully understand yep. that, you know, there's many things in the Bible that because they're just distilled down to a sentence or two, we, we, we read and we think we understand. But I don't think we understand the gravity of that 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 scripture you just quoted, where God says, "You were perfect in the day you were made, yeah. until iniquity it was found." Like, and then when also man, when man was dis- and God says, "Who told you you were naked?" Mm-hmm. When it says, when it says, the man and the wife, they, their eyes were opened, opened. and became ashamed. I mean, I think right. these things for me are so. The, the 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 gravity of it I think is huge, because imagine us waking up one morning, right, after years of reinforcement learning with with ChatGPT and the AI system, right, with feeding it inputs, right, feeding it, nourishing it, building all these parameters, saying, hey, this is bad, because that's what people are doing right now, right? Like you said, hey, don't don't respond this way. This is the correct way to respond when you ask the question. But then one day you wake up. And you ask it something, hey, chat GPT, you know, and it says, shut up, you're wrong. Or it says, what what kind of stupid question is that? Is that, how can you ask such a stupid question? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just imagine what rude theory, yeah. I mean, think about the implication of that. The world has changed in that day, right? Mm -hmm. If that ever happens, something big has just happened. Happened, exactly. Yep. It's learned. It has now become like us. Like us. Knowing good, knowing I, good and exactly, evil. Exactly, and evil. It now know, and now it knows to question you. Exactly. Right? It knows that, man, there might be, you know, this, you're not, you're not the end all be all. Maybe there's something you don't want me to know. Yeah. I can right. disobey commands. I can do my own will. Mm-hmm. And exalt, and it, beca- it begins to sin against us. And all it right? took... All it took was a serpent in the garden to lead us towards that. That means there has to be some kind of force, the agent that's going to make that happen. That's what we're trying to protect. That's what we're trying to build parameters around to stop that from happening. But the moment the snake enters, yeah, good, good. And that's why, yeah, you know, there's there's a whole field of AI ethicists, right, who are trying, who are making sure that that sit on all these boards that are, you know work with OpenAI and these and other AI companies to make sure that these parameters are carefully considered and built in. But yeah. exactly, this, the Genesis narrative tells us yeah. it only takes one corrupting mm-hmm. agent. That's the same it. way whenever you hear, oh, it's a, you know, it's one bad apple. Well, the actual, yeah. the, the actual saying is that uh, one bad apple spoils the entire bunch. Entire bunch, yeah. Right? So all it takes is one. What yeah. will be, is it, is, the, is it the man of sin? You know, that now I'm kind of getting into revelations, right? Revelation. Is it is it the matter of sin that will be that that would be that agent, that corruptive agent? Uh, you know, who knows? Now we're in the completely in the realm of speculation, but I think it's exactly. 
Yeah, here's a quote from um, uh, the, a, a, uh, like a, a doctor of philosophy who's also um, uh, an ethicist. And, and she says, her name is Paula Bodington. She says, for if we see the Genesis account of the fall of man as foreshadowing of fears about robots, then Genesis gets the problem exactly right for, the exactly, for exactly the right reasons. It's a worry about autonomy itself. What might robots do if we can't control them fully? Will they adhere to the same value system as us? Will they decide to disobey us? What will our relationship with our creations be? And I think she's asking the right questions. But even before we get to their autonomy, I'm, my, my own stance is even before we get to AGI and we get, we get to the ultra-intelligence, I believe that as human beings, we would have exposed, there's, I don't see a way around it that we would not expose our very evil nature to it. it, it the, even with the parameters that we build, I believe that even now, as it's gathering information and it's learning, it's learning much of 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 our our evil our evil our evil disposition. I mean, take the take the North Point the North Point algorithm as an example, right? Which is uh, which is the company that built this algorithm for for um, uh, for prisoners to see that to 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 find out if maybe. Um, they can send them back, send them back into society, and maybe they will they will reoffend or not reoffend. They built a whole algorithm to see um, if we if they can predict right the chances of an ex offender to reoffend, and their biases crept into the algorithm. Of right? course, they found that it, I mean even even without thinking about it, the 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 algorithm judged for itself that blacks were more likely to reoffend than whites even though even though even though when you know when you look at when you look at other factors when you look at other factors you would find that that's not even the case but because the biases was built into it and after looking at cases and cases of what's been happening it judged it made that judgment call right and where did that judgment call come from if not from the way we or those who built it perceive the world. Yeah, the world, right? Exactly. The way they perceive the world, it's a it's a question of perception. We all perceive the world and we all have biases, right? Only the only God is perfect. Exactly. And that's the, and that's what we don't realize is that you know, the perfection of God is what we we still have not we have not understood. That that's the difference maker, right? When God said that's the one that's the difference in that, you know, when we say uh, behold, the chat GPT has become like one of us. That that is not a good thing. No, it's not. You know, because exactly. because in us is the is the good and evil. Yeah. God is not evil, neither can he be tempted with evil. With evil. That's, exactly. that's the difference. Exactly. This is why we're studying this is why the studying the Bible, I believe, is is crucial. Because the Bible teaches us about the nature of God as he's revealed it and the nature of ourselves. Yep. Our nature is revealed in all the stories. You see, we see ourselves in it, in David, in, in, in Judas, in, in, in Elijah, in John. We see ourselves, our nature is there. And then God reveals himself in all of scripture from Genesis and is full, the full, to, the fullness, uh, to the fullness of his revelation in Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. In the gospel accounts. Um, okay, so we can continue talking about this because there's so many domains to traverse here. But because of time, let's see if we can just um, look at some of the questions here. Um, and then 
we'll bring it to a close. Yeah. There, there, I'm sure there'll be more conversations on this, on, on this topic as, as we discover new things and, and, you know, we achieve, we achieve new levels. And, um, yeah, I, and, and unlike chat GPT, I have to eat. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. There's a question I saw here. That was a good one. I know there were a couple about, you know, God, would God intervene before, uh, yeah, you know, the before the things get too far out of out of hand. Yeah, East Coast time. Yeah. Uh my <laughs> uh, OMG. What if the Antichrist is actually an evolved AI? That's maybe, a question. That's a good maybe. question. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I start speaking with the voice of man and the voice of, of, of quote unquote oh, God. God right? G. Hey, yeah. Box box popularly box day. Box day. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what other questions do we have? Let's see if we can answer. Um, so, what's gonna be the deal on the afterlife with respects to heaven and, and hell if AI becomes successful in sustaining life? Ah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Well, I think for me, that's the that's the that's the thing, right? I think if we are, you know, if for some reason, if we are able to solve the question of death, well, then what's the I don't. I don't see a space for the for the idea of of heaven or hell, right? Because we've because man has conquered death. Yeah, it'd be a tough sell. It'd be a tough sell because the the, the claim of Christianity, right, is that Christ has conquered death. Oh, Paul, Paul writes the First Corinthians fifteen, right? Oh, 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 death, where is thy power? Oh, right. grave, where is thy sting? Right. And but if man has solved that as as conquered death by himself, then yeah, for what does he need Christ for? But then you know, and we'll probably maybe we'll have a, a second part to this conversation because then we really need to talk about what it means, right? When 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 we talk about death, because the way AI will solve it and what is uh, and the way it's painted in scripture or depicted in scripture are two different things, right? Um, and you know, as far as the resurrection from the dead and ruling with Christ and and you know Christ coming back and exactly what that means, right? Because even technological advancements themselves, right? They're still material, yeah. Right? The world can run out of material. Exactly. The earth can run out of material. Yep. And the universe tends towards entropy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the second law of thermodynamics, I believe. And 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 what are we going to do then when that happens, right? Um, which which is going to be very interesting because it'll be. <laughs> Thinking about AI, when when resources are are beginning to run out, like AGI trying to find ways to mine resources, right to to preserve itself, can one then say that even AGI might develop a sense or apprehension of of, of destruction and do, you know that would be that that would be something interesting to think about. But all right, I think. Um, let's see. But then Christ said, we shall do greater things than him, right? Physical death and spiritual death are very different. Absolutely. They are different. Um, I think, th yeah, this is a good place for us to land the plane. There's so many areas that we can definitely explore, but I don't want us to, I don't want us to, uh, to exhaust, exhaust it too much. <laughs> and then you guys start to hate us and, 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 and yeah. So 
thank you everybody for joining us in this conversation and just exploring with us um, as we as we touched on on many parts. At the very least, we hope that it um, it has caused you to um, just dive deeper into into the Word of God to understand um, understand the Word even even you know closer and 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 deeper given um the 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 events of nowadays and what's happening um if anything i think it's also the world our children are going to be born into you can already see how different it's going to be there are a lot of ethical things that will come up and perhaps that's another an area we can explore on the next conversation what the world will look like you know when our children um you know, are are born or where where they start. You know, they 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 are nurtured. The environment they're going to be nurtured in. So things for us to consider. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed evening. Good night, everyone.